Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So part of what we like to do here on the Optimal Body Podcast is, of course, help you find what optimal movement is for you or what your optimal body is. That's why Jen created Genius Mobility in a collaboration to bring you a supplement that could really help with your systemic inflammation in your body. Let's just go over some of these ingredients. Curcumin, which is a powerhouse for inflammation. NEM, which is a collagen-based compound that really helps support your joints. We have ashwagandha, which helps with mood, also helps with inflammation. Vitamin D and vitamin K, which are super involved in cellular processes and immune function. Again, these are all clinically dosed, so you're getting them at the best possible dosage to make a difference for you. All these things are found in Genius Mobility, and you can buy that using the link in the show notes. It's on Amazon and you can even save five or 10% if you subscribe and save. Because if we do it consistently, again, we're going to consistently help mitigate and keep those levels inflammation down to keep you moving your best. So go check it out, grab it, and let's hop into the podcast. All right. I think one of the biggest like tools that has been just sweeping the the world of social sports media. <laughs> and social media <laughs> and athletics is these massage guns, these percussion guns that everyone seems to love. So why don't we dive a little bit into what exactly they do and if they're any beneficial at all anyway? Yeah. I mean, it's it's your high frequency vibration and it's giving that percussive massage. So kind of just like that frequent high tapping. Like the Swedish, Swedish massage yeah. where they do a little <laughs> drum roll on your back. <laughs> to kind of help um, massage and manipulate the tissues is essentially what we're doing. Yeah. So this is another thing that would fall under like one of those soft tissue assistant tools mm -hmm. of sorts. I mean, it's a electrical tool, so it's not like a Graston where you're just using it to get that rubbing, but it actually uses that percussion. And I think really where the genius of these tools lie is within that percussion, within the vibration and how that communicates with our system because yeah. what's one of the really popular things that people like to say like oh we're going to take this thing and we're going to blast out some scar tissue or we're going to break up some adhesions break up some adhesions manipulate my fascia and is that actually happening it's really not no no it's um, not happening <laughs> we're not breaking up any scar tissue breaking up any fascial planes or anything uh with these guns it, more so just communicates with the nervous system. Exactly. Like a lot of the other podcasts that we've done all using these passive treatments, passive modalities. And one thing yeah. I like that uh, Movement Maestro said is if it's passive treatment, don't, affect, don't expect to have an active result. That's a good way to put it. I like that, right? Yeah. Because if it's, it's something that you're not moving, you're just still and either you're doing the percussion gun on you or you're having someone do it on you you're still not moving. This is not an active treatment, right? And so you yeah. can't expect to have some different result in the way you move or the way you feel actively. Yeah. And so again, that doesn't mean there isn't any sort of result from this passive treatment, right? So what are these things actually doing if they're not breaking up scar tissue? Well, 
that vibration, that pressure, that percussion that we get, it communicates with these mechanoreceptors, these things that we've brought up quite a bit before. Um, but what these mechanoreceptors can help do is bring down some of that initial pain. It helps kind of distract that pain. The pressure and vibration that we're getting is going to distract pain. So it is something that can pretty immediately in that like acute phase bring down pain, bring down soreness, or even help modulate soreness like after a workout. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we know that mechanoreceptors lying underneath the skin, right, is what we're talking about. They're responding to touch, vibration, pressure, and heat, which a lot of passive modalities do. And so this is just one of them that's going to lie under all these different episodes that we've done. So whether it's foam rolling, whether it is... The Graston, the soft tissue assisted mobilization, whatever... Uh, any of these types of tools, they're all going to be talking about kind of the Mm -hmm. similar type things. And so, again, not that it's bad or wrong. We just need to know what it's doing. It's not breaking up any scar tissue. Imagine if if just putting something on your body was going to break something up. That's that's a little scary. (laughs) I better not run into walls or like trip or fall if you're clumsy. (laughs) And some people might like wonder why, okay, if it's not breaking anything up, then how am I getting increased range of motion? Right. Because that's one thing that we do see is increasing range of motion. But the same way that when someone does massage on us, it kind of gives us that parasympathetic drive And some of these things like pressure and vibration actually can stimulate our parasympathetic system overall to just give us relaxation. Yeah. And so that'll cause us to send less activity into muscles in general, or especially if we're doing it on a local area, our brain's just going to say, hey, just relax that area. So it's going to give us a little bit more range of motion in certain muscles that we might use it on or globally. If it makes our brain happy doing this right. percussion massage you might on realize us, relaxation uh, in other places, our whole body's going to relax yeah, a little bit. Exactly. So it's modulating the nervous system, I think, um, and, and kind of changing our sensitivity to pain. So it's not that pain Mm -hmm. isn't present or it magically makes the pain disappear. Again, it's a passive treatment, right? It's changing our perception Mm -hmm. of pain. And I think that's an important distinction because that alone shouldn't be a treatment, right? Mm -hmm. That that in conjunction with movement, in conjunction with other things can be highly beneficial in terms of how you how you feel and we do want to decrease pain in order to move in order to get strong in order to change movement patterns so I, I think it's it's a huge tool that could be used and the other great thing especially for clinicians is that it takes your hands off of it you don't have to worry <laughs> about like digging in or, or you shouldn't be digging in anyways but however it just decreases some of that tension from the hands or the fingers or any of that and now you can use a tool to kind of get the same response yeah just some of that like general relaxative massage that relaxative relaxative massage <laughs> That's like, I mean, we all love to get that massage. Maybe some people don't if you don't like hands-on and stuff, but everyone loves that safe feeling of of hands-on. So yeah, yeah, if we can get that response and if we can get it and save our hands as a therapist and just use this general global machine to to get some relaxation to then move (laughs) or to then do what we need to do to train that into our body. Okay, now we've relaxed this muscle. We've gained a little bit of range of motion. What can we do to utilize that extra range of motion in this training session or whatever we're going into? Right. And we also get to look at like, okay, so we're we're creating some pressure changes rapidly, right, to those tissues. And so we are going to kind of affect the different layers of the fascia. And, and by doing that and causing that kind of percussion 
in those areas, mm-hmm. we can help to kind of stimulate some of that hyaluronic acid within the area, which will mm-hmm. just help to increase that slide and glide between the fascia, between those fascial layers. Of course, it, that is very uh, localized. So that's not a sympathetic yeah. or systematic, uh, sis- wow, systemic <laughs> response of the entire body. That's going to be very local, right? To what you just did. Yeah. And it's going to be very temporary. It's not yeah. going to create a whole lot of change uh, long-term. However, in that short-term, if you're trying to increase range of motion so that you can go do an exercise and have better range, then maybe. Totally. Right? And just like anything, like massage or Graston using tools, that type of thing, like that stimulation, like you said, hyaluronic acid's going to maybe more of that's going to be in the area, but we're just going to cause a lot more influx of activity, maybe even circulation in that area, how we're going to get a little bit more just fluid exchange. We're going to provide a little more space for those layers to glide and slide on each other. And again, like these are minor changes that we might be able to see on some different ultrasound imaging and stuff like that as far as what the layers are doing. But we know that we're communicating with the nervous system in this area and that we're going to have different physiologic responses. Right, exactly. And so my thing is always understand that if something feels really tense, really tight, and I need to use a tool Mm-hmm. to relax that area. Remember, not break up, <laughs> not release, but relax that area. Why is it feeling so tense and tight in the first place? Yeah. We also, like that is my root cause why. Because if we're just continuing to have to use these tools, to have to rely on something passive to get this result in the moment, is that really going to make a difference long-term? Maybe, maybe not, but uh, you know, I think it's worth asking the deeper level layer to yourself, the question as to what impact is this really making long-term and why is my body feeling so tense and tight? Why do I feel like I need this vibration over and over and over again? Yeah. And some people might say, Hey, I've got the tool. If I can just use this after every workout, like whatever, I'm okay doing that. (laughs) Right. But Hey, if you can use that tool And then throw in an active mobility exercise or an active whatever it may be. Again, what can we do actively to help the passive treatments have more lasting power or to help the passive treatments have more long-term change, stimulate more long-term change? So I know some people just love to use it because it feels good. Great. What else can we add in that might only take us a minute or two at the end of our workout to give it more lasting power? Yeah, I think what... What they did find within these tools is that, yes, we might get an increase of range of motion, but we're not disrupting the force production at all. We're not changing force production within the muscle and we're not changing the strength of the muscle. So we're not we're not having any decrease of performance or impact on the contractility of that muscle. So. Some people do like to use it as a warm up then in terms of like, oh, let me relax this tissue, increase my range of motion and not have any negative results on my strength and my performance. Whereas some people will say like that's where it might be better than, say, just stretching. (laughs) If you were going to just like if you're somebody who loves to loosen up before your workout, but some people say, hey, it's not good to just passively like sit and stretch and hold stretches before you go and do weight-bearing exercise, do lifting, jumping, 
whatever, because it might reduce that contractility of the muscle where this, we're going to have a little bit of extra range of motion, but it's not going to reduce that force production. Exactly. So, so hey. could it be useful for a warm-up? Yeah. Maybe. We have some opinions on that. Yeah, we have some thoughts, always. <laughs> some thoughts. You know, so in general, using it as a warm-up, a cool-down, you know, optimize your flexibility, not adjust your your performance at all, then cool. You know, it's something that you can use. I think, again, being super mindful that it is completely passive, it's temporary, it's not something that's going to, you know, really impact your long-term results. Your long-term results are really going to be impacted in your breath work that you're doing. Hey, episode yeah. 11, um, <laughs> going to be impacted by the movement that you're doing, the variety of movement that you're doing. You know, it's like yeah. the, those have a much greater impact than using a tool. This reminds me of if you use a foam roller versus one of these percussive tools we're talking about versus some like yoga tuna balls. You know, mm -hmm. they, they all can kind of take the same place as being that passive tool that helps you in what you do actively mm -hmm. as a part of your warm up or your cool down or your recovery routine. Yeah. Like you could use one of those, you could mix different, you know, of those tools in throughout the week, but they all kind of give us the ability to tap into the nervous system with a passive tool and then our caveat is always so that we can actively do something greater in our routine. Yeah. And what I will say, what's different for me with like something like a tune-up fitness tool versus just the percussion is the percussion is, is, is just hitting the tissue and coming off, right? Where when you are rolling into, especially the material that they use for tune-up fitness, it's grippy. So it actually is able to like kind of capture that superficial layer of fascia mm -hmm. and then move around it. And you're like, it just, it evokes almost an emotion, <laughs> you know, as you're, because touch can do that for us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, they're different in their own. I would honestly, personal opinion here, I would go for the tune-up fitness tools. Well, now we're just talking about preference. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. I am just talking. This is not studied. This is Doc Jen's thoughts. <laughs> I would use those tools over the percussion Yeah, personally. And I mean, again, that's her personal opinion based on what she feels in her body and based on how her body reacts to using these tools and maybe what you feel as far as how effective it is at you getting the, the change that you're looking for. But right. I mean, main message is if you're using the passive tool, you need to have active active things yeah. to go along with it. A hundred percent. It's only and, a, a tool. Yeah. And that's where, of course, we think warm up, we've already said, cool down, recovery. But the things that we we're talking about where we have some thoughts on if you should use it for a warm up or not, like if you're going to be doing max testing. I mean, the thing that I think is you're not really wanting to create global relaxation around joints if you're looking to do some max sort of exercise or explosive stuff then it might not be the greatest to do right before your workout or right before you do that yeah especially for max testing like because essentially you've been warming up to this right you've yeah. been progressively overloading the body to understand how it moves within the range of motion it's it has. So mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, if you increase that range of motion, you do a max lift, you're going into new territory that the body yeah. is and the nervous system in general is not used to. And so that could 
it, it could just it could potentially we're not saying this is studied research but it could make it harder and probably not advised you're gonna make it do more work over more range so yeah exactly that maybe be, would be something you do during the cool down after like a max lift or max power um, um workout or something like that other thing i will say is understand the the type of tool that you're using based on the sound because if our intention is to promote relaxation is to stimulate our parasympathetic system of not causing so much like jolting stuff (laughs) having a tool that's why i do like the hypervolt personally it's quieter where Mm -hmm. something like a different brand i won't say (laughs) might be a little bit more jolting to the nervous system because it's loud and if our intention is to cause relaxation and we have this huge loud thing in our ear it might not actually be as beneficial and create the result that we want to yeah so whatever's relaxing to you if something if you like death metal music then maybe choose the loud one (laughs) maybe that's true maybe if it relaxes your system one more thing that we had talked about was should you use it during a workout during a workout probably not Because if during a workout we're aiming at creating tension or doing lifts or putting tension into the muscles, like it wouldn't make as much sense right between each set to blast those muscles out and then create relaxation again. I mean, if that's what you feel the need to do, like, oh, I need to do this between every set for some reason, then you're probably doing something wrong (laughs) or you're creating tension that's a little too much for your body for that workout if you're like needing to relax out between every lift. So during a workout, maybe not. Yeah, I wouldn't really advise it. Do some more muscle activations from the optimal body and figure out what's not moving well. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> little plug there. Just going to say, it helps. <laughs> all right. Hopefully you enjoyed that all about percussion massage guns. You're understanding why you would use it and when you would use it. And if you really enjoyed it, please again, subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review and rate it because it really helps us to be able to be seen by so many more people. So we get this information out there and we're not just living based on myths or, you know, ads that are thrown at you all the time. You actually start to understand it and we start to understand it as a collective whole. So we really help our body and improve. And if you're enjoying this again, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and then stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk about ankle sprains, especially when they turn into chronic ankle sprains. So chronically rolling your ankle, what is happening, why that might be happening and what you can start to do about it.